This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 90 Nation or visit windownation.com. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia from the Tasty Cake Studios. This is Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Good afternoon, everybody. What a gorgeous Saturday afternoon to not only just enjoy the weather, but we get to enjoy the wind for a couple of days because I don't know about you, but I was preempting myself to feel like death for 10 days until this Eagles team faces the Jets, but the Eagles prevail. The defense bails everybody out at the end, and uh, we're all feeling pretty, pretty good about it. 888-729-9494. John Barchett along with James Seltzer. Moshe Kravitz behind the ones and twos. No, Elliot Shore Parks is not at a Spice Girls concert. He is at a wedding, which I don't know. The Spice Girls could be there, and that's why he's there, James. But uh, regardless, I'm feeling I'm feeling great about a lot of things from Thursday night. How are you feeling, James? I'm feeling like God, the Eagles won that football game. We were staring down the barrel of 10 days of this city melting down about their football team, John. It was, uh, I was not excited at the prospect of them losing that game, but I felt like they were going to win it. And the, the fun thing about that game was it was a game where 90 different times during the game, I went back to, oh, they are going to win. Oh, no, they're going to lose. Oh, they're going to win. No, they're going to lose. And it was just that that the thing was, and again, there were some obviously some some down moments. The Vontae Maddox, obviously, injury at the yes. end was very scary. So it glad seems like, doing okay. Thank God. Yeah. Thank goodness. But um, just like outside of those moments, it was it was a really fun game to watch. You know, you take out the sitting there tense for for three and a half hours part of it. And it was a really fun football game with a lot of cool moments, a lot of cool spots. And I think ultimate for ultimately on a basic level for this Eagles team, desperately needing a win to go into green Bay. One of the toughest still no matter. I mean, no, it's not the same. Oh, it's Lord Lambo. It used to be. Yeah, it's Lambo. It's one of the toughest places to play in the sport on a night when Aaron Rodgers put up 422 yards passing was basically a warm knife through our defense's <laughs> butter the entire game. Yeah. The, the Eagles found a way to win that football game, and Carson Wentz made plays they needed to make. I, I just, I come out of it feeling really positive. I know there are a lot of issues that we'll Definitely. get into, the injuries and everything is a real issue, but 
I come out of the game feeling really good about how my team fought when they had to fight. Well, and if you in in a great point by you in terms of if I were to put both QB stat lines next to one another and didn't even tell you how the, the results of the game, you're like, oh yeah, the freaking Packers like took this took this thing. What are you looking about it? Which leads me to what James yards don't matter. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yards don't matter. And the, 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 especially in today's NFL. I should have seen this coming. Not important. Yes. Yep, I should have seen this coming. And f- what's funny is <laughs> I would bet that that drop comes from you saying that exact same thing. Uh, pretty close it's, to it. I actually can't remember. Uh, but, but if yeah. I had to guess, that's the likely guess. It's you going, yards bloop, don't matter. Not important. <laughs> Let's take I honestly it. don't remember what it's from. It's just really useful to have. It is because that's, and the one big positive that I will take out of this too, and trust me, Trust me, I, I have the same worries about staring down the barrel and you've got Razul Douglas and now you've got Craig James is going to be your two starters possibly, uh, you know, for for a, a lengthy amount of time. But Orlando that, Skandrick. Orlando, Orlando Skandrick. Skandrick. Can't, can't, can't forget about that in terms of depth that's happening there. But th- when I see that defense uh, and constantly, that was the one thing that bothered me throughout the game. People's reactions be like, man, this defense is trash. This defense is trash. It's trash. It's trash. Look at the scoreboard again. And you go. It's not that. It's not that bad. You're still holding on. Now, granted, Matt Lafleur helped the defense out in a couple of instances. Fourth and two. Oh my going god! Going for a field goal when they're when they're on the playing I, on their heels. Look, a very rudimentary way to know if the opposing coach is making the wrong decision. If every single Eagles fan on the planet is saying, "Please kick the field goal," <laughs> you probably shouldn't kick the field goal yeah. there. Yeah, he listened to the fans twice. We were, I was like, "Thank God!" I can't believe he's kicking a field goal. Way to go! You're like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Moron. I actually felt that way with Doug on what was the second opening series when he's punting from the 48. I'm yeah, like, who I was are surprised. you? I was what happened? Yeah. You're just playing to lose here. And then everything kind of turned around from that. But I will say, like, for the defense to go and make those two humongous goal line stands with personnel once again being all over the place, down to defensive tackles. Uh, pass rush finally kind of getting there in some regards. Still seeing Vinnie Curry move like cement. All of these different issues. And you're going. They are still able to keep this team in the game. And and we have got to stop looking at them like saviors and pe- please, please, please be this defense that is completely uh, to, a, to a level where they're never going to be. They're never going to be one of the best defenses in the NFL. Mm-mm. But to do that, in, in just like you said, in Lambeau with Aaron Rodgers having multiple opportunities to go and score on you, and I don't care what happened they they were able to deflect that to give the ball back to Carson Wentz and everybody's happy too, James, because they ran the football and that's like, man, did that make the established the run people so happy with especially you and saying more Jordan Howard, well, and more this and more to. that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing you like about that was this was a game and we all knew it. We all said it coming in was. This was a game where the Packers' deficiency on defense was against the run. Minnesota ran it all over them. Denver ran it all over them. Like, teams were able to run the football on them. It was nice to see Doug see the mismatch and come in and take advantage of it. I mean, ultimately, it all comes down to the offensive line having by far their best game of the season. I mean, when Troy Aikman said after the game very earnestly and really those were some of the biggest holes I've ever seen in an NFL football game, that's a statement. That's someone who's watched a hell of a lot of football and played a lot of a football, and he was dead serious. He was like, some of the biggest holes I've ever seen. That is a drastic statement. The Eagles needed to do that against the Packers. It helped Wentz. Wentz said it after the game. It was Mm -hmm. massive, and it's why you can have those types of stats. It's why 160 yards was enough, because he had big throws and big spots, and they were able to move the football on the ground to your defense point. 
totally agree. I mean, to- Jim Schwartz is a hell of a defensive coordinator. I know this guy gets just killed in this city, but look, let's not just People talk about. People can't wait to throw him under the Let's not just fire. talk about the Packers yeah. one. How many big goal line stands has a Jim Schwartz defense made in this town? How many? Too many. Too many. All they do is come through in big spots like that. And obviously the Atlanta one in the playoffs and then Atlanta the next season, all that. But Atlanta in the playoffs, the biggest example of that. But look, I know Ben known break can be frustrating at times when Aaron Rodgers. Oh, it is. It's frustrating. I I had zero faith that they could stop Aaron Rodgers at any point that game. But when it mattered the most, when the game was on the line twice, they did it at the goal line. And I do think, especially when you talk about the personnel, I mean, Craig James was out there. The most important <laughs> play of the game, Craig James. Nobody had any People are like, who's that? Who's that guy? I mean, that that is a real credit to the coordinator, to the veterans on that defense, for everyone being able to rally and pull together and make the biggest of plays when they had to make them. 888-729-9494. What is your biggest takeaway from a Thursday night victory? Because it seems like, it seems like there's a lot of like, Oh, thank God. Oh, I knew that. You know, like, because there was a moment just like James was saying, that this team could be one and three. It's going to fall off the rails. Everybody's oh, going to well, pick this thing apart. And How about when it was 10 nothing and everyone yeah. on social media was melting down? Well, there it is. Game's over. You know, can't overcome this. And you're just like, just, you know, it's just like Novocaine, baby. Just give it a little more time and it'll fit in there. And to, to your point about, yeah, the offensive line, stars of the game. Oh, my goodness. Uh, especially with Isaac Samala. I know it kind of gets weird when you get, like, into the nitty gritty of offensive line play and all that, but like I love that Philadelphia understands it a hundred percent, and those guys crushed that defensive front. Kenny Clark, I didn't hear his name pretty much. Only all time game. we heard his name was when he made that stupid rub in the passer, <laughs> which was like that was his dumb penalty. Yeah. The ball was gone. Went to stand there. He's like, I'm just going to knock him to the ground. Yeah, it's like thanks, moron. Yeah, we'll, we'll take it. In everything that we asked of Doug Peterson, it was all kind of brought back in this game. No matter how you felt about the running game. The biggest thing to me was the screen game finally came back. You're going like, oh, my God, there it is. You're yelling for it. Please, God, oh, show and how me. How about the, the two screens, especially the touchdown to, to Howard? Those were not. Those were like brilliant play calls. Awesome. That was That was like vintage Doug Peterson. We've been asking for those type of play calls, that type of creativity, the motion, the misdirection. We saw that. And the wheel route, still undefeated. Just want to point that Shout out. Shout out to the wheel route. <laughs> Once again, it seems like they've been listening to the podcast, James, and that's what I just want to implore all of you to do as well, at GoBirdsPod on the Twitter.com. 888-729-9494. How good are you feeling? Are you relieved? Is this more kind of like this is what this team is at or we just needed that win? I'm I'm kind of on the side of, no, this is where this team was supposed to be. Uh, and, and honestly, um, I, I to the established the run crowd, I know you're hyped up right now. I know you're pumped. And I don't know that Carson Wentz, just as James was coming out and saying, like, yes, that's exactly what you need. You need relief from your quarterback. I get all that. But that's what the matchup said. The matchup said run the football. You're not going to get that every game. Carson still needs to be Aaron Rodgers-like, Patrick Mahomes-like, whatever quarterback you want to throw in there. This this team wins by passing the football. uh, But when you're down wide receivers, when you're down personnel, when Alshon's finally coming back, uh, Dallas Goddard's finally coming back, had a huge impact on the running oh game my with God. crackback and what whams a, what and all that. Oof, my goodness. One of the best blocking tight ends I've seen. Whoever said. And fantastic. I, and I remember the scouting report coming him uh, coming out of uh, I college. I Remember, remember that? Yep. He's, he's not that good of a blocker. I was like, have you not watched this what guy once? What are you once? talking about? He just, <laughs> he just showed time to 300-pound linemen in this game. So thank God that he's back because that means the, the, the running the ball 
will get a lot, lot easier there. Granted, last week, Goddard did not play much, but John, before the game started, I, I came into where we were watching, and I yeah. said to you, hey, we've got our blocking tight end back, and you made <laughs> fun of me for saying that. Well, it's Granted, just, he also caught a touchdown. Because he's not just, just a blocking tight end. Yeah. Yeah. And I was exaggerating on purpose. I was being somewhat sarcastic, but man, if you need blocking, this is the tight end to get it done. Well, Alex Ellis, too. Jesus. I mean, like, those those two guys, and they used him at, like, fullback a couple of times in this one. And, by the way, Big V, when he's in his that right. six lineman, Absolutely. Is, is killing people out there. He's been awesome. And to that point, I just think that, like, in general, if you look at, and again, you know, wash my mouth, that was so for bringing them up <laughs> in a positive way, but what the Patriots have done to be so good for so long is they are adaptable. They will take the matchup and what the matchup gives them. That's why Jonas Gray will run for four touchdowns yep. on one night, and then they'll throw for six the next day. I mean, that's what they do. That's why they threw for a bunch week one, they ran for a bunch week two. Like, that's what they do. They take what they, what is given to them, and they say, all right, we're playing this team this day, and our whole offense and defensive scheme is going to be based against this opponent. That's smart football, and that's what we saw on Thursday night. And that's all you asked is, and, and man, uh, yeah, Troy Aikman wasn't kidding because somebody had an image I forget who put it out. You could have fit 12 Jordan Howards on, I think, his second touchdown run or like getting to the goal line. Yeah, John, you and your 6140 could have gotten through there. 6-1. <laughs> the disrespect. Of, uh, you know, there's a company out there that told me I have elite muscle mass. <laughs> we'll get into that at some point. But, you know, no, I need to. to. Can we stay I away from the elite this, muscle mass, please? I, I want to nip this thing in the bud. You know, like, I, I give me put me on a football field. We're going to yeah. end this once and for all. But what we're not going to end is our excitement about, oddly enough, being two and two and not one and three? As uh, you know, I'll take you it. Ten days of rest to face the Jets. Uh, plus, uh, you know, obvious the obvious phone call that the Eagles need to make, which we'll get into in one second. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Let's kick things off with Mike in Philly. Mike, what is going on, man? You're on Go Birds Radio. Yo, what's going on, fellas? How are you making out? Doing what up, awesome. Mike? What up? Um, my biggest takeaway. Uh, there, I mean, there's a lot. It's easy, you know, establishing long games, great. Carson played probably, like, the most impactful game of his career, I thought. Like Elliot said, that was the best game I've ever seen him play. I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah. Um, what, really, what really, like, stood out to me was the offensive and the defensive lines, actually. I thought Fletcher Cox looked a lot healthier. He was great. You're going up against freaking Aaron Rodgers. The guy escapes the pocket. He's really good at doing that, really good extending plays. If you get a guy like, you know, like a, like a Sam or whoever the hell is quarterbacking in the Jets because Sam's got – bad kissing disease, when they're blowing up the when defense is blowing up the offensive line like that, most quarterbacks aren't going to be able to escape and get around like that. And most quarterbacks aren't as shifty as Aaron Rodgers. So I think we played that defensive front game against almost every other team in the league. We're going to be successful. And back in 2017, we were successful blowing up the offensive line and the, like our offensive line blowing up the defensive line. I think that's what we saw. So I think based off that, this team should – should be able to get 14-2 and win through. <laughs> oh, Mike. Let's I like that. No more losses Look throughout the year. That's my guy right <laughs> there. I'd say Mike's pumped up about the win. Yeah, I like sure. him. My man knows what he's talking about. I don't, know about, go, Mike. I don't know about 14-2, and two, but I'm, I'm with you in terms of here, – here's where I'll agree with the established the run crowd. Uh, because for players' mentalities, especially the offensive line, no one can kind of quantify, hey, you know, like we want to go smash these dudes in the mouth and, and get it going – and then we'll worry about you know the pass rush because that's going to have to throw off the defensive line a little bit there. If you're not running successfully, it's going to happen. I mean, we saw it against Aaron Rodgers the the opposite way. I mean, there was Aaron Ro- Aaron Jones 
was kind of, you know, actually every starting running back that they no, faced no has, one been, has a been a non-factor. No one has been able to run against Eagles, yeah. So, you know, and, and that's important. Uh, being able to uh, to have balance, but not in like a traditional way, just to be able to use the entire field at any time is exactly what you needed, and that's what Doug Peterson coached. I thought it was phenomenal, Mike. Thank you. I agree. <laughs> and, uh, well done, Mike. <laughs> yes, well done indeed. Let's go check in to Justin down in Tennessee. Justin, what's going on, man? Thanks for calling Gobers Radio. Hey, guys. What's happening all the way from Bean Station, Tennessee? <laughs> Welcome aboard, man. Ben, uh, I'd like to throw it out there right now. I've been an Eagles fan since Randall Cunningham had Jerry Curl. I'm 42 years old. Uh, first time I ever called. I've been listening to you guys for last three, four Get out of here. Thank you, Justin. Yes, sir. Huge, huge Eagles fan, and um, I'm raising my raising my boy right, so he's he's a 13 year old. (laughs) Well done, sir. Good. Well Uh, done. Anyway, 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 let's let's get down to it, guys. I've been tweeting out this question for a while. Can't get an answer from anybody, and maybe I'm just pissing in the wind. I don't know. Is there something wrong with Eric Berry to where we couldn't sign him and cut Sandejo and get that fourth comp pick back? Man, I mean, I mean, at this point, Justin, I, I'm I'm there with you. I mean, it is just I I don't get it either. I think I what he's done in coverage, and obviously, it was a very uh, Segura ish. I guess I'll call it with the injury of Fonte Maddox. I know yeah. everybody kind of had that reaction yeah. of going like, "What are you doing, man?" Uh, we understand they're both in the game moments, or whatever. Yeah, it's but football, I get uh, it. But. I. I I'm with you. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why people aren't taking a stab at Eric Berry. He's had a couple of workouts. I don't either. I mean, look. I know he's older. I know you know he's gone through some stuff. Obviously, he had the cancer situation, all that. But he's back, healthy, and I mean, just on on instinct and football smarts alone, I would take Eric Berry over Zendaya. I mean, Eric Berry was potentially the best, if not one of the the four or five best safeties in football for some time. So I I think it's a really interesting point, Justin. I don't know why someone hasn't given him a shot yet either, like anybody. The Falcons have lost Keanu Neal. I'm surprised they haven't signed Mm -hmm. him. Like I think Eric Berry should and will have a job at some point. Let's hope the Eagles do maybe wise up. And like I said, there may be something injury-wise I don't know about, none of us know about, but Maybe I'm just a homer. I'm a huge UT fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, fan, there you go. So give a, give us uh, a little, uh, Justin, for the people who yeah. are scared about Derek Barnett here, Derek yeah. Barnett going to be everything we want him to be? Uh, It just depends on what you want, man. I mean, you've seen the hustle and the grit and the toughness the other night. The thing I did not like was everybody saying it was a dirty shot. I watched that kid from jump at UT, man. Yeah. And there is not a dirty ounce of player in him there is I, I think that he was just going all out and he hadn't heard the whistle and if you watch the replay full on with sound i mean he might take a whole step before he hits the guy I but agree he tries with you, to turn and get his shoulder in and i mean maybe it's just me being a barnett homer and a tennessee homer and same thing with barry i, no, I don't know just i actually I, agree I, with you i, 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 I agree I, it did it's, it, it was man. a football play like i people were saying oh he should have been suspended and stuff i I didn't see it that way. It was like a half a second after the whistle blew. I overreacted to it when it happened, yeah. and then our post game pod, and then after rewatching the game, I go, "Listen, man, like it I like don't a know." Football, football, man, those guys are going so fast in so yeah. many situations. It's hard to turn your body all the way you need to. This and that, like the hit was it, still bad. He deserves a fine. He deserves it, it whatever. It deserved a penalty. There's Definitely. no question. The flag should have been thrown. Not ripping that at all. But the people who wanted him to be suspended, it didn't seem like he was intending to come in there and hurt no, somebody. No, or no, like it just seemed like he was playing football and he got a little out of control. That happened. I wouldn't have been surprised if he got tossed in the moment. Yeah. But I'm glad that the refs made the right call and just be like, okay, I I get it. So, 
Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that there's like a and and uh, Garrett Blunt even tweeted about it. He goes, "Listen, guys, you Did know, he? Like, I didn't see that. Yeah, in game, you know, it was uh, he was just trying to do his job. I know that kid in and out. He's not a dirty player. It's not his mindset that's good. going in there. Let's go to our good friend Rashid in West Philly. Rashid, what's going on, man? Thanks for calling the show. What's going on, Victory? Victory? Victory. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> What's going on? You mean, but it's, uh, it's pretty ironic that uh, Elliot Shore Parks is not in the day. Very calculated, Rashid. Very calculated that this wedding all of a sudden popped up. No, I'm kidding. Right. Of course, I, 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 I want him to be here, though. No, like, I just feel like that, like, when we really put our mind to us just running the ball, so much come from running the ball. You got play action. You can go down the field. And then another thing that I've seen for the first time, that Carson was under center. And he threw from under center and ran from under center. So I feel I feel good about us moving forward. It was a big spot. Uh, I put my money on us, uh, and we won. So that's all. My man, Sheed, good work right there. <laughs> and I just I just feel good about us moving forward. I, I hope it's like a stepping stone going forward. And I just think we just need to call Jacksonville and, and give them the two first round picks. Oh, Sheed, you're talking my language, Sheed. Rashid, I know it's going to be tough, but I will call Jacksonville myself, and I will offer up Elliott Shore Parks if that means Jalen Ramsey can go. I, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to let him go. <laughs> right, right, for anything we need. like, And then, like, Skandrick, I just think he's just like a Band-Aid, but we'll see what he can do. But I thought Craig James, uh, with him knowing that the ball was coming to him, I thought he played yeah. it well. So that was pretty good. And I just was uh Give me a nice got the pick and I just was screaming in the house, get down, get down, get down. <laughs> me too. To me running. too. I, I was I was yelling. I'm like, yeah. dude, what are Knock you it doing? Off. Knock it off. Just go down. <laughs> All right, y'all have a good Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. Absolutely, Rashid. Absolutely. absolutely. And uh, you know, there are some things as much as Elliot Shore Parks even said he liked the Craig James swag going into it. Uh, we we all love Razul Douglas to a point. But Rashid said it. You know what's got to happen. And when we get back, we're going to try to find a way to get Jalen Ramsey in Philadelphia because it needs to happen. 888-729-9494. That was James Seltzer. I'm John Barcher. This is Go Birds Radio. It's right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is Go Birds Radio. It is right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP, 888-729-9494. How do you get Jalen Ramsey here? I don't know. We've got a couple ideas. We're going to get to those in uh, just a little bit. James Seltzer, John Barchard along here with you until 3 o'clock. Let's go check in with Neil in North Jersey to kick things off right now. Neil, what's going on, bud? Thanks for calling the show. Gentlemen, thanks as always for taking my call. Seltzer, always great to talk to you. What up, Neil? How you doing, buddy? Doing great. Uh, a couple of things. Um, the thing that I was most impressed with with the victory, besides the grit, determination, the kind of, you know, sticking it out for 60 minutes, is you finally got to see the Eagles use and implement the 12 personnel the mm-hmm. way it should be. Absolutely. And I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that Dallas Goddard is the best blocking tight end in the National Football League. Oh. This is a guy who literally takes our offense and gives us the ability to run. And there's an interesting stat that I found that I thought was really interesting. So Carson went to 26 throws. He had 10 that go to a tight end. 
133 passer rating, eight yards per attempt. Mm. Carson Wentz is at his most comfortable and most daring when he throws to his tight end. And the 12 personnel to me should be the standard default that we use in our games because, one, you can set up Dallas Goddard going seam to seam, which I believe him being a vertical threat makes us even more of a dangerous offense. Second, because he's such a good run blocker, okay, you can use Howard and Sanders together in a sort of a thunder and lightning package. So I think we actually have to get away from some of the RPO and just, you know, do some good old-fashioned smash-mouth football, you know, with that 12 personnel. So I think that's the default way we should go. Neil, um, uh, let, let me let me get jump in on that because I feel like we're on the, the very much the same page and I'll even take it an, uh, another step here is the league has been trending towards 12 for a very long time. I'm not so sure I agree with the the RPO, but every every quarterback that I've seen so far that their main package is 12 personnel, Baker Mayfield included in this when they go to it. True. The passing That's ratings true. are skyrocketing across the league. I don't know if that's because of Max protection. I don't know if it's because it's disguised a lot more than if you're running 11 personnel, but absolutely well, yeah, well, with you yeah. on that. Yes. Well, I think the reason you're seeing is because the tight end is the hardest position to cover on offense, mm-hmm. right? Because they're too big for a, a safety, not fast enough for linebackers to cover. I mean, you saw that with Gronk and Hernandez, for example. So I think the reason you're going to that is because it presents very difficult matchups. Um, the other thing I thought was interesting, too, is – you know, the Packers we knew going in had a terrible sort of front seven that you could run on them. So I, I, what I worry about, though, is that we're going to look at this as a one-off and, oh, it was just because the Packers have a bad front seven and we start to abandon the running game. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to something you said about the RPO. The problem with the RPO and running out a shotgun is only four or five plays that you can really do. And if you look especially at our game against the Lions, because we couldn't run the football, the receivers had no separation. If you watch the Packer game, because we were able to run the football, Ertz had separation, Goddard had separation, uh, Alshon Jeffrey had separation. So I think the running, you know, I, and Wentz, well, I wouldn't say was a, was a game manager against the Packers. Oh, I he would was say that. Yeah, he was more of a game manager than he had been in the past. And if you can get Carson Wentz in a position where he doesn't have to throw it 50 times, um, that's going to make us even more successful. And the one thing about the – one last thing I want to say. The thing sure. that most impressed me, Aaron Rodgers going into this game was 58-0 and when leading by 10 points. Yeah. He's now 58-1. and That's crazy And stat. I think that yeah. is an amazing accomplishment. When you can, And listen, I, I, listen, Aaron Rodgers, I thought, he had a great game, all things being equal. And I give Jim Schwartz credit. There were a lot of times when I saw he was going to run that zero blitz, and I was and pulled away. sweating, and, yeah, and, yeah. He, and, he, and he did that sort of sugar disguise. <laughs> yes, yeah. which, which was but absolutely was needed. Yeah, I, yeah my, my, my wife doesn't know anything about football. She goes, and she's the only person she knows is Aaron Rodgers. She goes, why are they going to send all those guys? Can he just, like, throw them to the open? If they send eight guys, they're all going to be open. And it really boils down to that. Yeah, and no, like, Neil, it's a, it, you're right. I mean, just between – I mean, a lot of great points, and that's why we love, love Neil, because he's always – Always the bullet point of what's happening there. Uh, I will say a couple of things about RPOs in general. Uh, all it is is a play-action pass. That's it. You can run anything, anything out of those sets. You can run mesh. You can run, you know, rub routes. You can do anything that you want during that. And in fact, the, the Eagles had a lot of success doing that with Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard. It wasn't until the end of the game that you got like, a lot of those, like, let, let's go old-school football and, and do those things. But I, I'm with them. I mean, like, it Dallas Goddard not being on the field affects this offense a thousand percent. Yeah, and so does Alshon Jeffrey, and that yeah. that was part of what I was talking about when everyone was killing Carson for the Atlanta game. I was like, 
He lost all his guys in <laughs> that game. Give the guy a chance. I mean, th- these guys make a massive difference in this offense. We saw it immediately. First two touchdowns. Alshon, Goddard. I mean, those guys matter. And to, to both yours and Neil's point, I mean, Goddard in the run game, really, I mean, it's a massive difference yeah. maker. It really is. And his ability to catch makes it such a difference maker because then you put him out there, you don't know what he's going to do. He's it, It's such a mismatch. Whereas before, like Ertz... Th- they're having Ertz run wham blocks and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it's not it's not what he does. So and he's improved mightily. So like he's not yes, 2015 Ertz yes, or anywhere. But, yeah. but it just gives him a whole nother dimension. Certainly. And and that is part of why, like, when I start thinking long term, and I know that there are people that get scared of sticker prices at this point, especially when it comes to Jalen Ramsey, and you're looking at what's reportedly around what's been offered, whether it's a first and third from an AFC team, a first and a fifth, and some sugar sweeteners at this point. I got to tell you guys, it's time. You know, like, I get trying to hold out for guys like Razul and Sydney waiting for Jalen to come back, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This has basically handcuffed any chance of trying to hold out and just seeing how this thing progresses, it's unfortunate. But at this point in time, if if you have a, a situation that you can go and get Jalen Ramsey, it's time to be shocked by the sticker price and just go get it done. Unfortunately, and, and Howie will still probably come out ahead of this somehow because it's what he does. But it's time for Howie to, quote-unquote, lose a trade when it comes to assets or whatever uh, here's my reasoning for it. Who else right now is freaking out about Khalil Mack being on the Chicago Bears? Nobody. Uh, and time and time again, we overvalue draft picks, especially when it comes to marquee players. Jalen Ramsey is a marquee player. If we're having a discussion, and listen, I was wrong last year about investing in Amari Cooper for a first-round pick. I thought that was one of the biggest mistakes that Dallas made, and you're going, well, that's silly, and then you got to go and pay him. This is pretty much the exact situation, except you know what Jalen Ramsey's about. There's no question about his talent. There's no question about his mentality, any of it. James, it's time. If it's two firsts, whatever. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I am too. I've been there. I've been saying that for a while. I, I would <laughs> give up two firsts. Yeah. J- look, y- guys like Jalen Ramsey don't get traded. You know, like Khalil Mack, like that is a, that is a rare thing yeah. in the history of the NFL where – all defensive type players. And again, Jalen Ramsey is the best cornerback in football and he's 24 years old. Yeah. And we are in a situation with a team that is trying to win the Super Bowl right now, right now. And they have one healthy corner, Rasul Douglas, who I really like. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm I'm not am, putting that I am out of all yeah. in on Rasul Douglas. I think he's the best cornerback on this football team. I am. Until I, he's not again. I, I think he's good. I'm in on Rasul Douglas. I think he's a really good football player. You get Jalen Ramsey, you shut a side of the field down. You say, all right, we don't even have to worry about that. Jalen's got it. This is a team, and again, like you said, draft picks are overrated right now. Like In terms of trades and stuff, Khalil Mack, like you said, they give up two firsts for him. They would give up two more and feel good about it to have that guy and what he's done for that defense. Jalen Ramsey is worth the money. He's worth the assets. He's worth everything. He comes in and completely changes this defense from the jump. I am so with you. Go get him. Whatever it takes, this team needs Jalen Ramsey. And and that's what I, I wonder what people's breaking points are on that. Like, 
I know the whole Zach Ertz rumor was going around, which clearly is that's not going to happen. Obviously. I mean, if it's a one-to-one trade, yes. But the well, Jaguars yeah. would be They're, absolutely no one, yeah. stupid to Stop. do that. Stop. They're not trading <laughs> Zach Ertz for Jalen Ramsey no. straight up. No. Uh, and and you, that's that's counterintuitive to me anyway. But what you do do is just say, now at this point, like there is at 25 plus when you're going to be picking, there's not going to be Jalen Ramsey there for the next two years. Or at least nothing that you can go. Definitely, I'm there going to wait out for There might not be another Jalen Ramsey for the next five <laughs> years. I mean, like, again, it's it, in front of you. Take like, it. Yeah, you yeah. have you have essentially the chance to trade for Terrell Revis when he's 24 years old. Like that's the type of yeah. guy this guy is. Like this guy could be the next, the best quarterback in football for the next five years. You have a chance to get that guy, especially in a city where all we've done for the last decade is say, please find us a freaking cornerback. <laughs> like, this guy is the best of the bunch. Like, just a massive difference maker immediately. And I think that some people's concerns are the attitude of Jalen Ramsey, you know, the way he trash talks, stuff like that, his locker room presence. I say to that, have faith in this Eagles locker room, have faith that Carson Wentz and Malcolm Jenkins and the other leaders can say, look, we're trying to win a Super Bowl here. This is how we are in this locker room. This is how we are in this family. You got to be on board if you're going to come here. Well, and to that point, look, I I know Jalen Ramsey, you know, he did the Brinks truck thing, which I thought was hilarious. hilarious. I loved it. But like the, the thing about Ramsey is he might be a difficult personality in some ways, but it all comes from wanting to win. You always talk about him crying on yeah. the sidelines and mm-hmm. just being, you know, I, I, I bleep and want to win. win. Yeah. yeah. Like, this guy just wants to win. You put him in a culture that wants to win, a culture that clearly has shown it can take in guys and make them one of their own. I think it makes so much sense. You know who talks a lot in this Philadelphia Eagles team that he doesn't get enough credit for? Razul Douglas. Mm-hmm. And you know, what it's, you know what it sounds like? Jalen Ramsey. You put both of them on the field, you want to get in somebody's head? Done. That's and a position done. you need swagger at. Like, you yeah. do. That is one of the most swagger. Because you got to go against wide receivers, and that's all swagger. Like, you need to have is. the swagger yeah. to go out and be like, I got this guy. And you bring back uh, Jalen Mills' finger wag after yeah, a play. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, bring it all. Like, have that. The the biggest part in James's favorite thing ever, quarterbacks, cornerbacks, all mental. Especially, corner is right now the hardest position to play in the NFL, for sure. So, uh, I, you know, like, I, I, I'm all on board. Hope you guys are, too. One guy in particular who is not hard to deal with at all. It is Mr. Warren Sharp. He's going to join us next at about 145 or so. 888-729-9494. Get to your phone calls as well. It's John Barton. It's James Seltzer. It is Go Birds Radio. It's right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is Go Birds Radio. It's right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP as we sit and bask in the glory of a two and two start. And it's I know it's weird to say as it comes out of our mouth. It but, is weird. Uh, we're enjoying it very much. And, uh, you know, our next guest, I'm, I'm sure, I have this gut feeling that he was in on the Eagles too. Maybe he tells us, maybe he doesn't, but uh, plenty of information as you can go check out his work at uh, sharpfootballanalysis.com. He joins us every Saturday at 145. It's the one and the only Mr. Warren Sharp. Warren, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing doing fantastic, and uh, yeah, and a little thankful that we're not talking about a one and three oh, Philadelphia buddy. Eagles team because then we'd have even more questions for you. But uh, overall, what was your impression of of the game on Thursday night? We're sitting here thinking, going, you know, we know it's it's not exactly established the run type of NFL anymore, but the matchup called for it. I thought Doug Peterson had a uh, a masterful performance as a play caller. But what were your biggest takeaways after watching that one? I, I can't agree more. Uh, 
it's a very I think we have to first put it all into context of how difficult it is to go on the road and play on Thursday and to be the worst team, supposedly, according to the odds makers, the underdog, underdog of more than a field goal. So Green Bay theoretically the better team. And typically the better team on Thursday, that's where the big edge is. Everybody thinks it's the home team. It's actually if you look at the numbers, it's even more slanted in favor of the team that's more that's favored to win the game. Hmm. That's who's going to do better. And generally speaking, the reason is because the team that is quote unquote worse has less opportunity and time to out scheme that better team. There's fewer days to prepare fewer ways to come up with things that are going to work against a superior opponent, which is why it's, we're thankful that the Super Bowl is two weeks to prepare because it gives those underdogs a nice chance to work up some things and come up with a better game plan. And typically we do see underdogs fare pretty well when they have extra time to prep. Um, in this game, I couldn't have been happier with the way that the Philadelphia Eagles did try to attack Green Bay. We knew going into this game that Green Bay struggled tremendously against 12 personnel. But the big question for me, at least, is how healthy is this Philadelphia Eagles offense? Is Dallas Goddard going to be out there? Because if Goddard wasn't going to be out there, we would have known that the Philadelphia Eagles would have had to go very 11 heavy. Um, But Green Bay, especially against the pass, has struggled tremendously so far this season to stop 12 personnel. And I'll just share a quick number on that. They they allowed a 29% success rate and only 7.5 yards per attempt to passes from 11 wow. entering that game, they allowed a 56% success rate and 11.9 <laughs> yards per attempt to passes from 12. So because the Eagles were allowed to use more 12 to pass the ball and then were able to run, attack some of the weaknesses of that Packers defense, they had success. And I have been saying it for a couple of weeks now, when am I going to get a good chance to fade this Packers team? I do not see them as being as good as what they've looked in terms of their win-loss record and being undefeated. And, uh, and and certainly the Eagles came in there and got the job done. So does that mean your pockets were heavier or lighter after this game? I actually took the Eagles over 20 and a half points on nice. their team total. I dipped into a little derivative market there. And uh, so definitely was happy they scored 21 in the first half and didn't have to worry about the wager the whole second half. Well, yeah, because well, I noticed that you tweeted it out, too. I mean, Green Bay is notorious for not scoring in the second half. Uh, a, a little bit different this time, but... Uh, certainly, certainly uh, on the road to victory for you there. So uh, I know that, you know, moving forward, I mean, we've even talked about uh, Jalen Ramsey, and that's the only thing that's really on our minds here. Out of curiosity, how much impact do you think Jalen would have on this particular defense right now if the Eagles got him? Well, the, the problem is, I mean, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword, right? Like, you don't want to be bad against the run. But the Eagles are so good against the run and so bad against the pass right now that they're in literally inviting opponents to go to a more pass-heavy approach, which across the board we know that tends to be more efficient to begin with. But especially against the Eagles' secondary, it's going to result in more expected value than those run plays would otherwise. So it's tough when you have a defense that's banged up and injured and, and they're down some players. I know they're going to hope to get a couple guys back later this season but it does make it difficult now fortunately for you you're going up against the Jets then you're going up against the Vikings uh in a couple weeks after that you go up against the Bills and you go up against the Chicago Bears what do all these four teams have in common they like to run the football they don't have extremely dynamic quarterback play 
So you're going to get, uh, with the exception of Minnesota, which, you know, you have to play in Minnesota, and they've got a couple of really good wide receivers there, you are going to get a number of teams here that will play a little bit more into your strengths and not expose your weaknesses quite as heavily. Um, but certainly we're looking beyond that, right? We need to win those games if you're the Eagles, but then we also need to uh, have a defense that's going to be capable of winning late in the season and into the postseason when opponents that you're going to face have really good quarterback play and depth at wide receiver. So um, I certainly hope that they take a look in that direction. Um, I assume you guys trust Howie's capabilities in terms of the way he's built this roster. So uh, I would think that if they're able to make something work, they would make it happen. And uh, if the price is too steep or there's other reasons why you wouldn't want to look in that direction, I would assume that they'd be doing their due diligence. um, And and I would kind of, at this point, my faith is in Howie and I would trust whatever ends up coming about. Certainly if I'm rooting for the Eagles, it would it would be nice to have a Jalen Ramsey back there to help out my secondary. What if ever, Warren? And we do. We're we're with you. We trust in Howie, but it would be nice. But I'm still willing to give up a child to to go get Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, we we need Jalen Ramsey here. (laughs) All right, Uh, Warren. Look, let let's look ahead to Sunday night as the Eagles sitting at two and two now got the job done on Thursday night like they had to. But Dallas still at three and zero heading into face a Drew Breesless New Orleans team, a New Orleans team that went into Seattle and won last week. What are the chances? I know the uh, Cowboys are two and a half point road favorite here in a tough place to play. Do Eagles fans have a hope that maybe after Sunday night, the Cowboys will have their first loss? Well, absolutely. If you want to trust the sharp money here, um, the sharp money certainly is backing the New Orleans Saints. They Mm. took three earlier in the week. And my hunch is that this line is going to, with the public action coming in on the Dallas Cowboys, still hover right around two and a half. So you're going to be able to get the three if you want to, take the Saints. My issue with the Saints is thus. I took the Saints last week in the first half in Seattle. We know Seattle struggled offensively, especially early in games. I like the Saints to come in there, and I took the plus three, and they obviously led. But that being said, Teddy Bridgewater was no more than just average at what he had to do, and they got two defensive scores in that, well, a kick return touchdown and then a fumble return touchdown they were fortunate to actually win that game. Their defense was getting beaten down, especially late by Russell Wilson and the Seahawks offense. I know the knock against the Dallas Cowboys is the fact that they've played a very easy cakewalk schedule. And, of course, playing the New Orleans Saints is going to be much more difficult. But I was expecting Sean Payton to come in there and pull a few more tricks out of his sleeve, get a little bit more Taysom Hill involved in that game, and we didn't see any of it. And one of the speculations is that Taysom Hill didn't get a lot of run for one of two reasons. Either they were ahead and didn't want to use him, or because they don't even have a third quarterback on the roster, and they didn't want to get him hurt. In either case, we'll see what Peyton does on Sunday night at home. Maybe he's a little bit more willing to incorporate him with some trickery, Um, but I just don't have a lot of confidence in Bridgewater running this offense. And We saw this matchup last season. Dallas was a seven-point underdog goes in there, and what did they get Drew Brees to do? They got a lot of pressure on Drew Brees. He had to get the ball out of his hands quickly. Brees had 28 attempts. 14 went to wide receivers. 14 went to running backs. You know how many of those 14 passes that went to running backs were actually successful? Only one. And those passes averaged only 2.9 yards per attempt. So throwing the football to Alvin Kamara, if the Dallas Cowboys defense is able to do a similar job as they did last season and limit Kamara, It's really, we're talking about, will Michael Thomas 
beat the entire Dallas Cowboys offense. And I think the Saints struggle to stop the run. They'll struggle a little bit with some of the play action. I think it's going to be hard to upend Dallas, but I'll tell you what, like the, the public's all over the Cowboys and the Sharp guys are all, all over the Saints. Well, uh, you know, I always tend to fade the public, and hopefully <laughs> that Let's ends up being a good strategy. Let's hope the money here. is smart this week, right? <laughs> uh, Warren, we appreciate the time. As always, my friend, go check out everything that has to do with football on Sharp Analysis, or excuse me, sharpfootballanalysis.com, and we'll see you next week, Warren. Thanks, pal. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Uh, so, you know, I mean, we'll get to our pick segment a little bit. It's not making me feel fantastic uh, about, you know, it's <laughs> – yeah, and he's right. I mean, like Teddy Bridgewater has been a weird, weird thing for NFL well, guys yeah. for a very long time. I mean, they paid time, him so. the, to be the highest paid backup in uh-huh. football. Uh, let's go to Hassan in Strawberry Mansion. Who been? Uh, I've been waiting for you, man. What do you got for us today? I'm, I'm, I'm calling up. What's going on, sir? What's up, Hassan? <laughs> Good today? to talk to you, brother. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I called up. I was, I was gonna wait for you guys to spark up a firing <laughs> conversation. <laughs> <laughs> But the guy called in and, and mentioned Eric Berry, and yeah. I totally forgot about him. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't I don't know why he doesn't have a job. Uh, it's really perplexing to me. He was again one of the best safeties in football for long enough. You would think. I mean, like Eric Weddle's still playing. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, yeah I mean, like yeah, exactly. You would think just on veteran smarts alone, someone would want him out there manning their secondary. Exactly, a player like him put a look. Ooh, son, he's still there, bud. All right, I'm, I'll tell you what. I'm going to put us down on hold because I know. Yeah, hopefully, we like, get him back. There, there's, uh, there's plenty to talk about with with Eric Berry, especially like as you know, this keep continuing, continuing on. Not to mention that you know the Eagles are getting a compact back. They got Sandejo at this point, so it almost seems like you're going to get the same th- about the same thing anyway, just on a just on a floor level. But you know, I don't know something something to uh, to talk about, and we'll get to son. Uh, in just a little bit. But two things before we go. One, one is there is a Jalen Ramsey update yep, that just came I just, across I was board. just going to tell you. Two, there is something, and I've, I've, I don't think I've ever said this in the history of doing the show with Shape Self. Wow. I want him to be so right about something. Huh. So right. Me too. To just make me feel better about everything because I don't believe it right now. And I'm curious what you guys think too. Hang on. 888-729-9494. It is Go Birds Radio. It is right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia. From the Tasty Cake Studios. This is Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Every Go Birds Radio, right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP, 888-729-9494. As we said, there has been a Jalen Ramsey development. We're just getting in the car. John Barcher, James Selzer here with you uh, until 3. And then we got Rob and Rob uh, happening at 3 o'clock. Uh, Rob Cherry and uh, Rob Ellis. The double Robs. The double Robs coming in. And, uh, well, plenty to say about this game. Maybe a little acquiesce about uh, you know the Philly season as it finally is. Do you think at the end of each call, no matter who's talking, they can go, you've just been robbed. (laughs) Should be the tagline for the show. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. Never mind. Uh, All right. So here's here's some interesting news about Jalen Ramsey. This is coming from uh, Tom Pelissaro from uh, the NFL Network. I'm told that Jalen Ramsey is on the team plane and headed with the Jaguars to Denver. 
His status for tomorrow is still up in the air due to the back issue. Yeah, the back issue. Yeah, the doctor uh, said he needs a backyotomy. That's what I heard. <laughs> uh, which had him listed as questionable on the game status report. So, uh, clearly, I think he said this. I will play for you on Sunday, but I am not going to practice with you the entire time I'm there. Right? Like, uh, that's, I, I, I assume man, that he plays in this game on I Sunday. I don't know. It's so strange. Like, if they are, and again, I don't. I just don't know what they're doing, the Jaguars. If you're trying I to think trade, playing him, coy. It, but if you're going to trade him, if ultimately that is your your end goal, it is asinine to have him play in a football game. Yep. it is it is malpractice. So I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. They're either stupid or maybe they're considering keeping him. Or I don't know. Um, I uh, I I know exactly what this is. This is saying you better up your price right now, or there is a chance that he could, you know. <laughs> He's going to play in this game, and then it's and then it's whatever. It's up to you. I think this is raise your offer now and get it done. With the I think they're playing chicken. Wow! I, absolutely, I think that's what's going on here. Uh, your thoughts on Jalen being here? Because I, I just think it's I think it's just time, you know. Uh, and, and and of course, I will I will uh, I will praise James Seltzer in a moment because I want him to be right about. I something. can't wait for that. I don't think he's going to be, but I'd never have wanted to be so wrong. In my life. 888-729-9494. Let's go back to Hassan, the Strawberry Mansion. Hassan, you still there, buddy? Yes, I okay, am. Okay, there fellas. we go. All right. Now we can hear I'm you. Sorry. No, it's all good, man. Um, this Jalen this Ramsey development is like, I'm so glad I got to be able to put in a little input on this. I think, if anything, this is going to drive his stock up. If they play him in this game, and he does what he does every Sunday is with shut down the best wide receiver on the other side. With no practice, no game film, it's assumed that he wasn't, you know, doing what he does mm-hmm. in a normal work week, we'll say, to prepare for a game. And if he goes out and does what he does every Sunday, I think that'll just drive his demand up because that'll show. Oh that yeah, with no game plan, no. That's no. It's a great point, son. Just like he's yeah, that good, it doesn't even matter. Just throw him out there. He's right, just like Dion. Yeah, just like, like Dion. He can go play for the Braves. Next week. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I mean. If if we're all dying for that right now, this is the closest you're going to get to Deion Sanders. I'm I'm just being honest with you. Like this is that's why there's no sticker price that is going to shock me. If, even if that means that there are names on this team that should be traded, you're preaching. I am not. I'm just. I'm ready for it. Just shock me already. Let's get over it. You know. I say give them Aguilar, package Barnett because they need another lineman down there. That way you get a high draft. Oof, man, you just, you just made lineman, though, I mean, you just made me throw up in my mouth a little. Maybe, maybe Listen, I'm not ready. Just give me picks. Two first. Let's go. Hear me out. All right. Bring the Sean Hall up that looks like it. And if he plays out to be that what he did in the preseason, how he looks like an even more of a genius because you got – would they, they, you know, they love cheap labor. Yeah, I'm with you. I love, I love what we saw from Deshaun Hall. I I'm think not the, ready to do that. I think the fact that they've not played <laughs> him at all when they it's clearly weird. need pass rushers shows us that they are not nearly as high as on Deshaun Hall as we are. I mean, you know, they're not high on a lot of people. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's, all, that's true. That's a good point, man. Always great to hear from you. I will say this though: Deshaun Hall clearly better or. Arguably, probably better than Vinny Curry's been playing right Vinny now. Vinny Curry has been awful. Cement mixer, like man. Like, he is, I feel like, man, I've not noticed him once making a play, and I've noticed him many times yeah. just being completely held out of a play somehow, either blocked to the side or just the wrong lane or whatever, not even keeping contain. Vinny Curry hasn't just been 
not good. He's been straight up bad. And what happened to Vinny? Remember when Vinny Curry was free Vinny, like an elite pass rush specialist? Now he's like supposed to be a run stopper and he can't even do that? Vinny Curry has been bad. Yes. Yes. And like, you know, whatever. We've seen free Vinny a, they a bunch of times in this on town. They a, were counting on Vinny Curry yeah, this year. Like you can't give up any pass and rush assets on this at all. 888-729-9494. Oh, there he is. Let's go to Darren in South Philly. What's up, Darren? About I must have missed this. What'd you say now, Jeff? No, nothing. They're nothing. He just brought you up to call. He's no. just expecting. always trying to bring I, fireworks, and I'm expecting high. fireworks. That's all. I get, I, I get worried. I get worried because you know I missed the whole. Uh, you threatened me to a cage match at death row. So whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> you did that. You did that. I just agreed so, to it. Yeah. Okay. Or well, somebody agreed. Something. Somebody suggested. But anyway, it, I yeah. So I, I, I'd like to throw out a disclaimer, and this, for once, not about you. Um, I think <laughs> Elliot's not there only because he knew he was going to get ro- roasted for his takes on Twitter about Carson. Carson's play is just atrocity. So Elliot, I hope you're listening. Enjoy your so-called wedding in air quotes. I'll talk to you <laughs> next week. But um, I'm liking Russell's play. I really think out of all the quarters that we have, he's probably the best one right now. Hundred percent agree with you, Darren. Yep. And it, it go figure we'd be, be here now. But uh, you know, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks, what's coming up, John? Right? Uh, we've got the what? We've no, got... no, 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 no. It's oh. personal between me and you, sir. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, we got uh, Jalen or Jalen Milsey, our forty and slip. No, Jalen no, coming up the said, I'm guessing it's some Iowa Michigan type thing. Am I right? Oh, there we go. Oh, so that's the come on, Barchard. Come this, on, Barchard. I'm, I'm stuck on Warren about How Sundays, not Saturdays. How am I the Saturdays. one figuring this out? Over? I got nothing to do with this. They're playing because Middle Tennessee State today. That's true, Dave. That's true, Dave. <laughs> I got you. So you want to bet lunch? Or yeah. how about this? You guys have to bet something. Yeah, yeah. I bet. I got an interesting bet for you. Okay. When Michigan wins. Uh huh. I either I have two things I want. You could choose one, and you can, you could figure something out. Okay. One, you got to either change your your Twitter handle to Darren from South Philly is better than me. I'll do that to my or, header. I can't change my actual Twitter thing. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah my you can do it. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or or I get to host a a show with you guys. And uh, for me, I I, I can't, the only thing I can think of is I got to change my Twitter handle to something. Or um, I got to do something stupid. And yeah, I'll like well, maybe, you know, maybe the- change your Twitter handle to your actual name, Manny. <laughs> <about that? laughs> I'll tell you what. We'll let this brew for a minute because I don't want to, like, I'm just one guy on the show. I don't want to subject, you know, like two other guys that aren't, have nothing to do with well, Hawkeyes well, first of Michigan. Off, first of all, first of all, yeah. first of all, my brother from another Mount Sosa would probably thoroughly enjoy the, 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 the animated faces. Oh, no, I want you to do it just so we can fight. And, and I think it'd be great. I'm, I'm down with that. I think it'd be that. great radio. I don't really care what Elliot thinks because he knows nothing. <laughs> about I tell you what, the beautiful thing is it's, it's, a, it's a 12 o'clock game. Uh, yes, it is. So, Ooh. like, we might have results before the show ends on Saturday. Exactly. Uh, so it might be a live in calling, and I might, you might be taking we'll, your medicine. I might take your medicine. By the end of the day, I am a Lannister. I do pay my debts. <laughs> we'll, I'm like, I'm we'll, like I agree. We'll look. Uh, wow, look at that. We, we will let it brew, Darren. I'll, I'll tell you this, but I will say this: uh, when Jim Harbaugh chokes away again at home. Uh, (laughs) I'll be happy to celebrate it. And you know who loses in this game? Both of us, because both of these offenses are stuck in 1989. And if if I have to watch high formation again, I'm going to kill myself. But I agree. uh, 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 I I love that. Uh, Darren, no matter what, you and I will probably agree on this. Jalen Ramsey and Razul Douglas being on the field at the same oh, time is be, something I need. Dream, but I, I got to take it one step further. Yeah. He's not comparing the, I mean, I agree with he might be the closest thing to Deion Sanders, but he, he's not Deion. Deion no, 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 he's yeah, not. But for he's sure. Deion could wake up today, go play, not, not currently, but when he wins <laughs> his prime, 
go play, go play uh, in a playoff yeah, game. Yeah, D- Dion's the best cover the- corner in the history of yeah. football. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No and question he's, about he's gonna it. He's going to be a, a quality starting center, a uh, right fielder for the Atlanta Braves in the World Series game. Go figure. Yeah, yeah, exa- yeah, exactly, Darren. I appreciate yeah. the call, no, man. Darren, Deion Sanders is. He, but, he I, is not, yeah. but I mean, he is in terms of mentality. I agree with you. Uh, smack talk and ability. I, I don't think that there's a lot out there. I mean, you know. I don't even. I don't know. At the end of the day, if Richard Sherman and him, like, you compare their careers, maybe he's more closer to those things and eh. completely different style of play too. But yeah, different style just, of play. Just and Sherman of, didn't. La- I mean, Sherman's still playing, obviously. But Sherman, yeah. what, only had you know a two, three year run as like the unquestioned best cornerback in football. That's why uh, Revis is probably more. Revis, I like better. to compare him to Revis, right. and again, this is a the highest end comparison. Darrell Revis is a first ballot Hall of Famer as a cornerback, uh-huh. but. Darrell Revis was the best cornerback in football for what, like six years? Somewhere yep. in that range. Remember, there was the whole Nomdi thing when he was in Oakland. They're like, oh, it's Nomdi and Darrell Revis. It was like, whoops, whoops. Actually, it was just one guy yeah, up and out the just other guy. Darrell Revis but was the best. To that point, think about that here. Well, but that's my point. My yeah. point is, is, is Ramsey has a chance to be that Revis type of guy. He has a chance to be the best cornerback in football for the next five, six years, whatever. And then, you know, maybe he takes the same path too, where Ramsey just ends up like, yeah, I'll take a one. When you deal with the the Patriots, yeah, I'll take a one year deal I mean, with the Jets. He just wants to win, right? <laughs> he just wants to win. Just wants to win and make money. And <laughs> bonus is that part of it? No, J- Jalen clearly does not have as many kids, so you know he does want to go. Does Darrell Rivas have a lot of kids? <laughs> yes, of course. He I does. didn't know that. I yeah, don't know. Doesn't yeah. he? It's like this is what he's known for. Let's look at. Are you confusing him with Cromarty? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I am. that's. What you th- <laughs> I thought so. Thank you, M- Mosh. I uh, I totally was like water brain. I think. Yep. 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 Man, drink okay, some good. more water there. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, get some water going. Uh, let's go to David in North Philly. David, what's going on, man? How are you? Yeah, Darrell Reeves hey, has two up, kids. So that's not too many. Good, anyway, man. what's up, David? Hey, what's up? Um, a couple segments ago, uh, we were talking about the compensation stuff. I, I, I always think back to um, Jason Peters. I remember for years, people always said, you never trade a left tackle. You, you, you get in there, you put him there for 10 years, and there, there you go. And the Eagles gave up, I think, uh, like the 26th overall first-round pick. Correct. Like, uh, so, I mean, and I mean, again, that was something that was in, in locked in concrete stone. You just don't trade them. They, they, they just don't move. And then you get them. You can get any player with the exception of the quarterback. That's the only position where it has to be extreme circumstances. I mean, Drew, Drew Brees wasn't drafted by the Saints. But there was an obvious situation there. Peyton Manning was right. traded. You know, but he, he left, you know, at the end with the injury stuff. With the exception of that position, you can get any player position. We just saw uh, clearly just got traded. I mean, they got value for him, but you can get any player if you want them. Yeah. It would be ideally, it's ideally, if you could draft a guy and he's 21 or 22 and he's cheap for a couple of years, but this team specifically, we yeah. just haven't had the, um, the success rate on the defensive you know, Fletcher's there. I can't knock Brandon Graham, but for what we expected him in terms of sack production, he hasn't been that guy. They did, they've just been weak at those positions recently. Yeah, I don't I don't really know. Uh, you think Brandon Graham's a little – has been playing weakly? Like, I, I think he's been outstanding. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is when you take somebody at the top half in the first round, the expectations for Brandon Graham oh, were gotcha. to be a guy. Oh, Brandon Graham – no, 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 no. But Brandon Graham, what was it, 13th pick? I mean, he's had an – Outstanding career as yeah. the 13th pick in the draft. I think if you look back at 13th picks in the draft, Brandon Graham probably on the high end of that. Look at look at Brandon Graham's sack total and look at Fletcher Cox sack total. Well, well what does that have to do with anything? Two they're both players. they're both great picks. No, I can't. I can't listen. 
this the Super Bowl play he made was great. Brandon Graham has been a solid pick. Uh, but oh, the, I think but, you're crazy I mean, here, David. I mean, Brandon Graham's like an Eagles Hall of Famer eventually yeah, and someday. And listen, I mean, the, he's had a great, great career as an Eagle, and, considering and the 13 big. He's not Reggie White. And you got to also remember, he, nobody's he going to be Reggie White, dude. dude. Yeah, and no, d- dude, he moved. Minutes. He moved outside and played three, four outside linebacker for yeah, years. I, it wasn't even a position yeah, but, he could play. I mean, you look at the history of the thirteenth pick. I mean, like Jonathan Stewart, Adam Carricker, Kerryon Wimbley, Jamal Brown, Lee Evans. I'm just going back, like Ty Warren, Dante Stallworth, Marcus Stroud, John Amram. Like Brandon Graham's had a better career than every single one of those guys. Tony Tony Gonzalez in 1997. Go back and find John Abraham, the Jets defensive is John Abraham. Yeah, Brandon Graham's had a way better career than him. Not by sex. Dude, it's not all about sex, man. Sex are important, but you can't just look at sex. Vinnie Curry had nine sacks in a year. What's Vinnie Curry? That dude stinks. He we were just talking about Vinnie Curry's a useless player on this team right now. No, I'm not talking. Listen, don't get me wrong. Brandon Graham is a solid, wax solid player. I'm just saying, so I mean let me rephrase this then. If we get a ten year production from Derek Barnett. The same way we got his brand. It's an Graham. outstanding it's, pick at number fourteen. Yeah, that's I, the I point. Di- I would be disappointed then. Well, then you're. Yeah. Right. I mean, David, David I don't you're know wrong. I mean, historically are, speaking, in football, like you are. Think about how many first round picks we've had that are that are nothing. That aren't don't even play in the NFL. I mean, like, or that are meaningless guys. Bernard Williams was the fourteenth yeah. pick in the draft. The guy couldn't stop smoking weed and he had to leave the NFL. Well, I mean, and, and, and like, look at look Brandon at Brandon Graham's an all time eagle. What and, are we talking about here? Think about this. Brandon Graham got drafted at a time where this organization organization was screwballs weird you know he got drafted in 2010 uh was was fine in his rookie year and i think he got dinged up even even then or was maybe it was just uh delayed starts or whatever but he was in 13 games he gets injured the next year in 2011 that is in the middle of dream team you sign a new cba so you can't really do anything heading into that next season when you just got injured from 2011 to 2012 2013 chip brings in a 3-4 guy you play outside linebacker for 3 years almost you flip back in the the next year well, after that and go to 4-3 you have nine and a half sacks in a super bowl year you're one of the best run defenders in the league you made the you biggest have, play in franchise history you, you have one of the most pressured and, oh by the way yeah. can we just can we just look at numbers here and granted yes we all know that Brandon Graham hasn't gotten quite as many sacks as we would have liked him to He's got the seventh most sacks in Eagles history. Yeah, in the history of the team, he has the seventh yeah, most man. sacks. Like, what are we talking about? Here? I don't know. It's been uh, it's been a thing ever since. You see, like you know, we're not sitting here seeing Earl Thomas. We're not having those regrets anymore. Nor like, you completely we. changed the narrative of that. Like, what six, seven years ago? But John, he's not Reggie White, so you know. <laughs> like, whoa, man! Guess, guess who's Reggie White in this league right now? Guess who's Reggie White? Still nobody. Guess who's Reggie White in the history of the league? <laughs> Still nobody. He's the best defensive end in the history of the game. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Here's the thing that I need Seltzer to be right about and me to be wrong about. Oh, buddy, I, I'm, I'm desperate to be right. We, we talked about this a little bit with Warren Sharp, and, and it did not make me feel any better, okay? Because we're all waiting. I'm waiting for the chink in the armor with the Dallas Cowboys. And from your mantra, especially with this team, let's not overreact to September. Let's not overreact yes, to September. agree. I can't stop overreacting to the Dallas Cowboys in September. I know that they've played really crappy teams. Yeah, like the, like bad teams. Like, but, what are we talking about? But now with their fourth game, they're going to go play the Saints in you they, know they, New Orleans. They legitimately and, and okay, the, le- the excuse already coming. Let me just say this: the excuse already coming is well, that's Teddy Bridgewater. It's not Drew Brees. Okay, uh, so I need you to be right about this team. I need this team to get blown out somehow. Well, here's in, the thing: in, in New Orleans, to make me feel a little better. Again, like to to, to hammer home the point. 
they've beaten potentially the three worst teams in football. Like the Giants, know, Washington, and the Dolphins might be the the top three worst of the worst teams in the are they NFL. Are not supposed to blow them out? They are a combined 0-9, yeah. those teams. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The Giants won. Daniel Jones. Damn. Forgot about that. <laughs> They're combined 1-8, John, in the NFL. They're really bad football teams. And again, they the are. Giants team that they beat, you know, didn't have... Danny Dimes slinging it around for him. Yeah, so. I can't wait for that to fall oh, off. God, that is going to be a one See, and feel, done, baby. That's what I mean. I feel more confident about Danny Dimes being Danny Checkdown. Uh, well, here's the thing. Like it, here's the thing. A- it's going to grow more because they're playing Washington I this know. week, and he's going to look stink. good against Washington. And then whenever they face a real defense, the the four-pick, two-pick, six game is coming. It is coming. It's crazy to me how much that I m- underestimated just how bad Washington is supposed to be. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Like, you'd look at it even from a roster standpoint, you go like, yeah, this team stinks, but, you know, maybe they'll eke out six wins. I don't think it's I'm at four, maybe? Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, they'll probably win three, four games. And they're going to fire Jay Gruden. Yeah. That's He's gone. the plan from all along. It's just like, and, keep and him in again, there. And again, not his fault. For what it's worth. <laughs> no. And again, uh, whether he's a Kinda good coach or not, fault, probably though. not a good coach. <laughs> probably not a good coach or whatever. We don't really know. Like, I don't think he's a probably not a, as bad a coach as people think, but certainly not a good coach. But I don't know anyone who could go in there and win in that situation with that front office, with what they keep yeah. doing year after year after year after year after year. That owner, like, that literally seems like an unwinnable job. Like, you can't win as head coach. And why of would Washington. you? Why would you go in there? There's no reason to do it. You, they eliminate your power almost instantly. They leak stuff out in the media and are unabashful about it. And they just say, yeah, we're going to try and get guys fired. They were, they were making moves without fired. telling Gruden about yeah. him. They would like bring in players and be like, yeah, that's that's your guy now. Like, and be, <laughs> who Who is this guy? It's crazy. I just don't understand why anybody would want to work for Dan Snyder. I don't Play, know. Like free Money. agent signing right? as a player, yeah. front Money. office, coach, anybody. Uh, when no one else is calling, that you have to go and, you know. You Take what you can get, as they say. That's why, like, why would Paul Richardson sign there? Because they overpaid him. Yeah, well, that's true. They you know, that's, did. That's, that's, that's kind of what it is. Also, in the past, I, I, I do wonder, for players that go into Washington and go, I just got my money, but man, do I suck, huh? Like, I wonder if that's the next thought. I'll be like, yes, I'll take it. Man, I, I'm, a, I'm a lot worse than I thought I was. Anyway, just a thought experiment. 888-729-94. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, I'm going to go get paid. Oh, man, I suck now, though. Oh, well, at least I got $30 million or whatever it is. 888-729-9494. Definitely still want to talk about Ramsey, the impact of that. Um, and, And hopefully I am very, very wrong about the Dallas Cowboys. And we'll find out when we do NFL picks coming up in just a little bit right here on Go Birds Radio. It's on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is Go Birds Radio. On Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is Go Birds Radio. Right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. 888-729-9494. John Barcher, James Seltzer with the Tilt 3. And of course, Rob and Rob take you over uh, at uh, that point. And, um, you know, we just kind of been... Uh, all over the map in terms of how we really, how do you really feel about this Eagles team right now, though? I mean, has it, I, I know you were always on the side of like, this is, I'm not going to react to anything in September. Uh, but overreact. Cl- but yeah, overreact, I guess. Yeah. But clearly, it, you know, one and three would have been a lot different than two and two. And it's weird how just one game can kind of sway you either way. And which, absolutely. Does this carry over? Does this, is this the start or is this, are we going to go through this whole, 
Phillies thing where it's like, oh, we're back in, we're back in, we're oh, back God. in, we're back in, we're back you, in, we're back you in. You just had to drive that knife in a little bit more, huh? Thank God that season's coming to an end. What a what a disappointing team that was. Um, <laughs> look, I, I like I said it, and I think you know, obviously, I've harped on it nonstop, but I'm very much with Lou Riddick in the September's new preseason and all that and stuff. But at a certain point, look, you have to win football games. And one and three, it would have been hard for me to come in here and say that I wouldn't be concerned at one and three because that's a big hole. 14.4% of teams that start one and three make the playoffs. That's right. not a great number. And again, I think that those percentages, obviously, especially early in the season, are are made to be, you know, proven wrong. Remember that Chiefs team a few years ago that started 0-5, 1-11-5 yeah, or whatever. Like, right. that stuff happens, but... You don't but we feel good. Been... At, well, three three <laughs> conference losses. Yeah. It would have been really bad. And on the flip side, now that you see this team go in in a really tough must-win type spot and band together and fight and be resilient and win a game against a good football team and a tough place to play on a short week, I don't know. You couldn't feel much better about this team than you did a week ago. The Look, for me, the only thing holding me back from being right back on Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, and again, I still think this is a Super Bowl-caliber team when all the pieces Certainly. are there and playing and together. It's the injuries, man. I, I'm scared of the injuries. It's really tough. Again, I think it's what makes the, the defensive stands, especially at the end, that much more impressive, was that once Sidney Jones goes out of the game, they're literally playing with two cornerbacks and Craig James, who, yeah. who they wouldn't even put it. That's how they felt about Craig James, is that Sidney Jones went down, they had two active cornerbacks besides Craig James, and they were still going four safeties in dime instead of playing Craig James. Yep. Shows you how they felt about Craig well, James. and that's on like, and off to the, yes. the, you know, the roster, so, too. And then right. Maddox goes down, and to think that they were able to make these, these huge stops with one cornerback who has ever practiced or played for this team on the field, it's amazing. But it's also very concerning, and it goes back to the Jalen Ramsey thing and all that. So I feel very good about this team, about Carson Wentz, about the offense. If Deshaun can come back, oh my goodness, what a difference they can make seeing the O-line be the O-line we expected. I feel really good about all that. I feel good about Doug starting to kind of break out of the early season doldrum from play calling. I feel good about a lot of things. The injuries on defense scare me, and that's my biggest worry right Uh, now. And it's not even really injuries for me because this is like – I mean, it's added on now. Like the the pressure can, is kind of like intensifying and doing all that. Uh, I've thought this through the first four weeks of the season. I don't know if you guys feel this way, but even before all of those things happened, I just looked at this team and I go, it still needs uh, something. You know, that's why I was so passionate about Clowney, Clowney being here. And now that is which I mean, every you were you Jesus. were right. Everyone who said go get Clowney. I mean, you see the price that it went for. I mean, that's. I mean, they're, it's they're, almost unacceptable. It's not, yeah, it's not hindsight or anything. It's no. just like that was wrong. They were wrong. They, they were should wrong. have given up a third for Clowney. I don't care what and locker the, room yeah. type of stuff. Like that dude, third and a fifth, whatever. Like they had to do that. That was a massive mistake. No you, question. There's still an out. You know, like you, you, even if it is a mistake, there's still an out, and at least it helps you. And I think that's what this is missing right now, which is which is why I'm on have to. Gil get Jalen Ramsey. There's something that needs to happen that's going to impact this team, and that's the only thing I can really think of. I know that there's been suggestions over the past week to be like, well, maybe you go look at uh, Geno Atkins or something where it's just like maybe you can help your your defensive tackles. And honestly, to go out and try and replace uh, Malik Jackson and even at this point, I don't know if there's a Timmy Jernigan that you could trade for, willing to be trading for, or whatever. I, I don't know that there's any way else to impact this other than him, and it's a home run. There's no thinking about it. There's no getting cute about it. 
That's why I'm just I'm ready for the the sticker price shock, and then let's move on because we're not going to worry about that once that guy's here. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. It's good to Peter in Pottstown. Peter, thanks for hanging on, man. What's on your mind? Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to uh, bring up an option for a defensive lineman that I did not oh, realize yeah. was still available. Absolutely. What do you got? Um, is Muhammad Wilkerson still available? The oh. former he is Green actually. That's a, I'm almost positive. Let me check. That's actually a really interesting name because I think he's only 29 or 30 years old. Yeah, uh, I, I 29. Yeah. Yeah, he is currently like, a free agent. That is a really good, a good name, answer. Peter. That's what I, I was really thinking like, about. Yeah, I really like that name. Like you said, a Temple kid, you know, knows the city, has had a really nice career. I'm, I'm actually really surprised at the age of 29 that he doesn't have a job right now. I mean, he's he's got to be still. I mean, Hassan Ridgway played very well this past week, you know. Did I he? mean, he stepped up big time. <laughs> I mean, he, he did okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But, you know, Muhammad Wilkinson, I mean, that guy has had a name since the Jets for like years. And like, He's still available and only 29. Like, this is, I know he had an ankle injury last year for Green Bay, but like, that's still very shocking to not at least bring him in to see what he yeah, has. Yeah, at least have bank. a workout. Uh, Peter, I'm, I'm, I really like this call. I'm very with you. Again, look, maybe it is the, the injuries lingered and he's not, and people, you know, give him a shot, workout, and he's just not in football shape or whatever. Maybe that's what it is, but. I'm with you, man. I don't see any reason not to bring the dude in, give him a workout, and say, you know, Muhammad Wilkerson. I mean, if Akeem Spence were rolling out for a bunch yeah. of snaps, I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm with you, man. Well, and it's just like, you know, it's funny because I had to remind myself of what he got injured with, and it sounds very similar to uh, Jalen uh, Mills. You know, it's like a, it's a high mm-hmm. ankle injury. It's going to take – that's why they put him on the pup to begin with. And, uh, yeah, it happened week week three of last year. So, to James's yeah. point – he might just not be ready, but it, much like you're seeing Jay Ajayi now announcing, well, at least through his agent and then telling Ian Rappaport, hey, I'm ready to play football again. So that might be something to look at, Peter, for sure. Maybe in the next couple of weeks, if there isn't any movement there, there'll be an announcement. I mean, it's not a bad idea. I mean, yeah, it's not someone just to bring in. It's halfway through the season, you know, boost to that, you know, defensive line, at least, you know, help the run and maybe do a little bit of pass rush. We don't have much anyway. Yeah, no. I, I think it's a really good I'm name, right Peter. there with you, Peter. It's a good call because, uh, you know, I mean, Son Ridgeway was not good. No, at all. I mean, and look, Muhammad <laughs> Wilkerson. I mean, again, twenty nine, but that dude has played at a very high level Definitely. in the NFL. So I think it's a really Let's interesting. Keep our eyes peeled on that. Let's go to Kirk in Roslyn. Kirk, what's going on, man? You're on Go Birds Radio. Hey, what's up, guys? Good show. Appreciate Kirk. it, man. It's a lot. It's a lot better with you being there. Today. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure. I'll, I am I'll a man of bad takes. Yeah, we'll make sure we uh, he gets the message there, Kirk. Hey, a couple points I want to make. They took away from the game, you know. I mean, how many three and outs have we had this season? Probably less than five. Uh, I don't know if that's right, but it's, it feels it's gotta like it. It's got to be a yeah. low number. It's got to be a yeah. low number, right? So anyway, did you see Fletcher Cox at the end of the game sucking wind? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, I, he had time. the foot thing, too. I actually was talking with Richie about that, and I, we were both thinking that there's a chance at that moment in the game that the reason Fletcher did that was to get the defensive rest. It did look like the type of veteran thing well, you do well, where he was kind of slowing it down, saying, all right, yeah, I'm going to limp well, off the field, give the guys time well, to catch a, bre- a you know, breather and whatnot. The so. yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, the point is, you see what Jalen Ramsey would bring in. He's going to make your D-line better. Oh, yeah. He'll no, absolutely. Few, that's what I'm saying. It, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You can't just sit on this one win thinking every, everything's not okay. You know yeah, what I no, mean? Yeah, no, Absolutely. And how he how he whiffed on uh, Clowney, you know. Well, I don't know if it, if it was like, we we don't exactly know what you know. I, maybe. I know we'll never know. Yeah, but 
that's why this seems to be a no. I'm throwing a kitchen sink, two, two first rounders, whatever it takes. Let's win now, man. No, I'm with it's you. And, and Kirk, Ram- preach, Ramsey, Kirk, preach. Ra- Ramsey's not a win now. It's a win now and keep the window open. Well, it's type a win. Of yeah, it's a win into the future, too. Like, again, yes, you're giving him draft picks, but you're getting the best cornerback in football and you're theoretically re signing him and you're going to have him here for the next five years or whatever. And here's what I'll say, too. Like, James, you've said this before uh, many times in, in why the Patriots invest in corners and why they pay them. I, I firmly believe right now, corner is the hardest position to play in football. Harder than quarterback. It, it, there's no the doubt in my NFL mind now. The way the NFL is right now, it's a really interesting. I, I, I could see that. It's almost impossible to play the position. I mean, the game has basically legislated it that it is the hardest position to play. Especially it's a now. great point. And it, it's w- because of the quarterback that it's become so difficult right. to play because of wide receivers. And I would have, I thought I would have loved the pass interference challenges I, I, oh, I, man. I hate them. It is awful. Even even the one we won, even the offense, yeah. and it turned out to be a touchdown. I was very happy to have the touchdown, but I hate this rule. I hate it I, so much. I hate it. it. It ruins the flow of the game. It ruins it ruins your watching the game because now every single incompletion you're thinking in your head like, oh, yeah. wait, wait, let me see a replay. Are they going to are they going to challenge that? Was it cuz cuz there's always going to be some it's like holding. Like there's always going to be some level yeah. of maybe there's a half a second before. There's that it's football. It's the football we've watched our whole lives and it, it really is changing the way I'm watching the game for the worse in the sense of I'm always looking for that and expecting a challenge in spots where I our whole lives we never could have seen yeah, exactly and like I don't know if it's just the it, it feels like it but offensive pa- pass interference is now being called way more than I expected way it to more. in the beginning yeah I agree with you uh I, I, and I and I'm I'm still going to say this I'm I'm with challenging a lot of things in football in fact I still think everything should be across the board if you're going to allow pass interference into it but you've got to adjust it so it's in the coach's hands at all times no more of this under 2 minutes there's no review none of that just strategically throw it when you want to throw it and that's it like cuz this is i mean it's it's excruciating and to me just in this eagles game alone uh maddox should have been called for it there's no doubt about it that's pass interference and oh i don't and, think any question and the and the and play on was, was too stupid. I mean, yeah like but that's subjective like it's going like you know are you ruining the integrity of the game by calling this and i think that's where the refs are coming from on it it's just mind-bogglingly bad now like i just i uh, you know, I don't know. We all asked to get the calls correct, but it's ruining sports. Like, it, it's, I felt that now for a, for a couple of times. Two now. weeks ago, we were saying this about holding, and I think ever since the refs met with the NFL, they've said, okay, no more holding. <laughs> Chill out, we're man. We're just going to call You mean ever since Tom Brady called it out on Thursday yeah. Night Football? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I mean, Joe Buck what? allowed Tom Brady what? to call it out. No, shout out to Tom Brady. Honestly, like, we ripped Tom Brady a lot with good reason. Tom Brady yeah. dropped it and all that stuff and threw for 505 yards and still lost to Nick Foles and all that, because that's all. <laughs> True, to pass, but I appreciated you know. Tom Brady there because because that game and and in general football has been more unwatchable this season and in the past because yeah. of these flags because of the constant barrage of flags in these situations. I really appreciated Tom Brady stepping up and saying like, "This is bad. Yeah. It's a bad product. Fix this." I, I really appreciated that. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. When we get back, it is time to make some NFL picks. And doesn't it feel good to make some NFL picks when there's no pressure? To worry about the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday, you can just kick back, relax, watch the parlays hit, Well, worry about your fantasy football team. And Well, I mean, some of us don't enjoy that because uh, it's going down the tank already after four weeks, but still, just to kick back and 
and enjoy the uh, the Sunday action rooting against the Cowboys and a whole bunch of fun coming up your way right here on Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is Go Birds Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. And again, a nice uh, chilled out, relaxing Sunday afternoon is on your way of just it is. It really is the best when it is guilt-free football. You get to make, hopefully, fun of the Cowboys as they uh, stumble in uh, New Orleans. Or- this is right now, John, tomorrow. This this is why it was so – I mean, there are many reasons, but for us, it's why it was so important <laughs> they won this game. The fact that we could actually enjoy tomorrow, the fact that we could enjoy this weekend, enjoy the next nine days – I mean, like, literally, this city's happiness r- was riding on the game on Thursday night. Thank God. I uh, also want to add that Josina Anderson is playing with my emotions right now. Uh, as, as I would as say. As she's been known to do, John. She's got a lot of Eagle sources, I would say. But We all remember the Alshon thing. Of course. Uh, but she just simply tweets, hmm. Oh, come on, Josina. Let it out of the bag already. I mean, we're, Ron, it's, this is like, yeah, 2.30. What does that mean? Yeah. Come on, stop being so cryptic. You know, it's okay to just announce it right now in front of everybody. Yes, the Eagles are getting Jalen Ramsey. It's not <laughs> that hard. It's going to be the tweet she's it out. switching uh, shampoo and conditioner brands. Now, is it possible that Alshon Jeffrey is, you know, telling her some things and maybe Alshon knows or maybe tweeted Alshon too? I don't know. Uh, one thing I do know, James Seltzer, it's uh, 1248, which means it's time for the picks. The picks, of course, brought to you by the Casino at Delaware Park, which, by the way, tomorrow... Food truck face-off! We have got so much going on. I know you're not doing anything. Don't ever do that honeydew list until after 4 o'clock because uh, we're going to be down there doing our fantasy and gambling show. That's first and foremost at right around 10 a.m., hanging out and making bets with you. And then, as James said, the food truck face-off as 12, that's a dozen food trucks are going to be down there. and we Of get the, the best food trucks yeah, around, in, no less. Yes, and uh, we're going to be judges on that, and you can taste every single thing that is available. It's going on to the Grove at Delaware Park tomorrow. Get there early because I'm going to eat everything if you don't. The picks, of course, brought to you by the ones that we're talking about. The Casino at Delaware Park. We're going to watch and wager on all these fun things. You have to be 21 to play. The uh, Casino at Delaware Park is a lottery agent of the Delaware Lottery. James, we don't have to be 21 to watch, so where are we going first? Let's head to New York, Johnny. Okay. Washington, heading up to face on Danny Dimes. <laughs> it is such a shame that such an outstanding nickname is being wasted on Daniel freaking Jones, but nonetheless, yeah. Danny Dimes look better than I expected week one. The Giants are a standard three-point home favorite against Washington. Mr. Barchers. Don't like it. They're just a three-point favorite. There should be a lot more in this Feels one. Feels weird. Feels low. Uh, and here's my thing. When Danny Dimes doesn't have any tape, it's going to be hard to figure out what he does. And I know that Washington, their secondary, is awful. I don't even know if Josh Norman's a serviceable starter at this point. So I am sure that there's going to be points in here. However, uh-uh. no Saquon Barkley, no real good offense, no nothing really to throw to. So Danny Dimes becomes Danny Checkdown, and Washington gets their first win of the season. I'm taking them out right. Oh, ring the bell! Well, you, you threw me off. I wasn't expecting to ring the bell. I thought you were going to take the Giants. I'm just taking the look. I think both these teams are 
awful, like horrendous <laughs> football Shermer. team. I, I mean, I'm going to bet on Pat I'm Shermer. literally just taking the home team. That's that's the extent of my <laughs> analysis here. I'll take the team that's at home. The Wayne Goldman game. Get oh, ready for God. it, Barchard. All right, let's go to look at a couple better football teams. Yeah. Let's go from some uh, lack of wins to two 3-0 and teams. The Buffalo Bills, John. The Buffalo Bills. Hosting, How about that? hosting the New England Patriots. The Patriots, a seven-point favorite in Buffalo, Barchard. I'll start this one off. Okay. You know why? Because I'm taking the Patriots. I mean, come <laughs> on. It's, it's seven points. is nothing. They own Buffalo. Tom Brady owns <laughs> Buffalo's soul. You think Josh Allen's going to be the guy to beat the Patriots? I don't either. I know Buffalo's defense is good. The Patriots' defense is better. The Patriots will win by 10. Just, just it's easy. Uh, here's the thing. The first time that I bet on Josh Allen... Uh, will be never because I'm never going to bet on Josh Allen. <laughs> are you crazy, man? Like I, I, there is this swarm of people that are still holding on to Josh Allen's going to come out of his shell and be this amazing quarterback. That is still the same kid that I saw in Wyoming. That is still the same kid that can't read a defense to save his life. That's the same kid that I think is, you know, I mean, he does look like Daniel Jones. It's just a different version of him. Uh, I, I like Buffalo and their defense. I kind of like him to cover. Uh, but I, I can't do it. I mean, it's the Patriots. They're like a hundred and zero against the spread. So, Smart. All right, Partridge. Let's let's do this because we've been battling. Let's. I'm going to give you the chance here. I've my voice is already feeling it a little bit. Yep. I'm going to give you a chance. The Dallas sucks. Cowboys are heading into New Orleans to face the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are a two and a half point home dog. The outrage. All the New Orleans Saints do in New Orleans is win football games. It is the hardest place to go play in the NFL. My whole the Dallas Cowboys aren't as good as everyone thinks is going on the line this week. Teddy Bridgewater, bring it home for me. I'm taking the Saints outright. Wow. And see, this is where, like, you bet on the better coach, the better quarterback. And I know that's a John Ritchie thing for a very long time. I... I like the, the 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 pain I have right now is that I I want to go against my feelings because I want to believe that this Dallas Cow- Cowboys team is just not that good. It's prime time. It's Sunday night, and unfortunately, the Dallas Cowboys are really good there too. In fact, they're better than that Doug Peterson. That sounds so weird to me coming out of my mouth. I know, but it's true. They're actually better than uh, in prime time right now than Doug Peterson is very close. Though. Very close. I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys. I, I'm trying. I'm, I'm so ring the bell. I, 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 I can't get a bell ring. I, I was you? getting there, but ring the bell. Because Thank you. Jeez, what was that? Uh, I just, you know, something's got to give You're here. All messed up. You're picking the Cowboys. This is I a know. disaster. I don't want what a to. Disaster. I we hate should it. Just, just shut this segment I down. Want to fade the public. Why have <laughs> you done this? Why? <laughs> Sounds like a smart person. Right if I there. can mush the Cowboys, then I got to keep betting on them. That's how I feel. Oh so. yeah, it's working real well so far. It was three and zero. So I'm going to continue streaking. Help my pockets and maybe help along with my fantasy Dallas team. sucks. Yeah, that's true. Don't forget that. It seems like you forget that far too often. <laughs> I it, They do, but do they? You know, that's kind of like what goes in my... I've been feeling the this... The answer is yes, they do. They do. Kinda, Thank you, Mush. All, all it he took, gets it. it. They don't, They don't though. That's the... Oh, I, I, oh, I, I need them to. I need them to give me physical evidence that they stink and that they suck because it'll make me feel better. And I'm one of the oddballs anyway that wants this thing to be on fire when it comes to October 20th. Like, I have that circled, and there's just enough time 
for, you know, as we've been talking about, especially if Jalen Ramsey comes here, then it's going to be amplified even more. The Super Bowl talk will be right back on the Philadelphia Eagles, all of this different stuff. I want the crescendo of going down to Dallas October 20th with them being, I don't know, let's let's even say they're undefeated by then. And there's a little bit of an underdog. Let's not, no, let's not no, no, say no, no. that. Never, ever this say that. This guy over here, let's just say Dallas wins their first I'm six just, games because why not? Because That'd be cool, guys, right? It's a weak schedule. You guys admit that? You know this that. guy. There's going to be this overload of Dallas Cowboys love and then what's sneaking. Yeah, they're going to lose this mm-hmm. Sunday night in the New Orleans. physical oh, evidence man. of why they suck is the fact that they're from Dallas and the star <laughs> on their helmets. Yeah, that's a good point. Nailed it. Well, what motion? You guys can keep ignoring the truth, but I'm just, you know, I'll just sit over here and want Dak Prescott to lose to Carson Wentz, and then we can all dunk on that because yeah, we that's want more, that too. I, I don't I want, just them, want to them to stink lose other games leading too. up to it. I want them to be great. No, and then I, I want, want them to crush no, their I dreams. Want to I want to, yeah, I want them to lose every game. Well, they're three and zero. I want them to go three and thirteen. <laughs> that's what I want. Uh, well, we're certainly not going three and thirteen. Uh, because we've got Rob Cherry and Rob Ellis coming up, and they might as well be 19-0 because I'm excited, as always, for them to carry on your weekend. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, for Motion Kravitz, for James Seltzer, I'm John Barchett, and you've been listening to Go Birds Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.